Good morning. It's July 4th. It's currently 5.47 a.m. About a walk into work. It's a beautiful day to save lives. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it's from Grey's Anatomy. No, it's, uh, Jokes can be hard to come by these days for Dr. Tamar Punarjian. We initially spoke to the newly minted resident on June 24th, hours before she walked into the hospital for her first shift as a doctor. She's spent her first month working on a COVID ICU unit at Rhode Island Hospital in Providence. Studying medicine for years, working in hospice, even time with patients as a student were poor substitutes for what Tamar has encountered these past four weeks. It's a very different experience to hear it and then to actually experience it and go through it. From the Annenberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. In June, Tamar took a road trip, 650 miles from Cleveland to Providence, on her way to life as a doctor. She listened to medical podcasts. Welcome back, clinical problem solver. A playlist from a friend. And imagined her first moments in the ICU being responsible for patients' health. Now, a month in, instead of 650 miles, her world is contained in one. The stretch between the hospital for 15-hour ICU shifts and home to shower, sleep, and eat. Hello. I'm just leaving my first day shift. I'm on day two. Parked. 26 hours in the last 48 hours. It's uh, 8.36, only 15 and a half hours today. (laughs) Today is, I think, Thursday. Just woke up from my night shift. It's like, yeah, it's four o'clock now. Long hours and loud sounds. Whatever time she shows up, Tamar faces a world of noise. The drum of ventilators pumping oxygen, phones ringing, the AC whirring, punctuated by one distinct alarm, a patient coding. One weekend, we had two or three COVID patients pass away, and then like earlier that week, another one had passed away. As of late July 2020, more than 150,000 people have died from COVID in the U.S., Because of the pandemic, the U.S. is on track to see many more ICU deaths than normal, and a lot of people there will die alone. To control the virus's spread, hospitals have imposed strict limits on friends and loved ones. Some have banned visits entirely. Rhode Island Hospital gives two family members 30 minutes, one time, forcing people into an agonizing decision. Do they come to visit her prior to her passing away or when she does actually pass away? The policy extends to men and women who are dying from non-COVID conditions too, laying in their beds, distraught, frantic with grief. More sounds, ones that have lodged into Tamar's mind. Listening to that young guy crying all night because he was alone was just, It was so hard. He was so young. And I called his aunt, and she just said, you know, I'll put him on the phone, and maybe hearing my voice will help calm him down. 
There's another older gentleman. I sat with him for a little bit. I told him to try to get some sleep. He said, I don't want to sleep. I know I'm not going to make it, and I want to live as much life as I have left. And he's living his last moments alone. And I just feel like we're just a Band-Aid. The day Tamar started her job, she told us she wanted to be a doctor for one simple reason. End of life, um, dealing with death, it's where the meat of life is. And it was in these kind of moments that I wanted to have for the rest of my life. She's certainly had those moments, and sometimes it's been too much. So Tamar tries to balance these lonely last moments with relief, even a little joy. We had a COVID patient who had recovered from COVID and he came back because he had a necrotizing pneumonia in his lung and he was coughing up like liters full of blood. And at one point it got really bad and he had to get intubated. And yesterday he got discharged and every time every a COVID patient gets discharged, they play the Rocky song. And um, like, he's just this like really cute Hispanic man. And he like started dancing to it. And it was so, it was so awesome. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The literature is robust. Internear is hell. The senior doctors know it. So do the residents like Tamar. Right now, I'm just tired. And every single friend that I say this to, they're like, yeah, yeah, it sounds like, sounds just like residency. You know, like my experience is not unique. There's nothing unique about what I'm going through. Research shows about three in 10 residents will experience depression during this training, four times the general population. Add the heightened stress and growing death toll from a global pandemic, Tamar and the other 38,000 interns across the U.S. face a great burden. Everyone has said, you just get used to it. Like, don't worry, it's hard right now, but, you know, your body adjusts. And I'm like, I don't want to adjust to this. (laughs) Like, I don't want to get used to this. But entering the third and fourth week in the ICU, Tamar's new doctor jitters are fading. She's jumping into action when she needs to, like after meeting a recent COVID patient. She just got Ativan and she's on Presidex and she's on this. And I was trying to like think through what could be happening. Tamar ran through a quick mental checklist. Her intuition kicked in. She saw the patient needed help breathing and realized the ventilator settings needed to be adjusted. I, for the first time, kind of like made an independent decision. And the patient's breathing settled down. A small medical moment, maybe, but for Tamar, it signaled she's getting the hang of this. As Tamar gains confidence and gets more exhausted by the day, life at work keeps changing. She's just wrapped up her ICU rotation and moved to neurology. Before she left, Tamar had gotten a glimpse of what life as a physician was like without COVID all around her. When we didn't have COVID patients, I just felt like, oh, 
so relaxed and it made all the other patients just, it just didn't seem as hard. Like someone had let all the toxic air out of the room. When we do have COVID patients, I just feel a lot more tense about everything. The heaviness from COVID is real and it's scary for Tamar. And there's a good chance she'll see a second wave later in the fall. Then she remembers the man who walked out of the unit to the Rocky theme. And she thinks to herself, this is the right job for me. I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. Just a quick postscript, folks. Tradeoffs will be taking the month of August to work on new stories for the fall so we won't have anything new in the feed. We will still send out our newsletter every Friday, where some of our favorite health policy wonks talk up the research they're reading, and our team recommends some of the top health policy stories of the week and recipes, always with the recipes. To sign up, there's a link in our show notes, or you can click the big orange button at the top of our website, tradeoffs.org. Thanks so much for making Tradeoffs a part of your week. Talk to you in September. And if you enjoyed today's episode of Tradeoffs, don't keep it to yourself. Tell someone about it, a friend, a loved one, or shout it out on Twitter, where you can follow us at TradeoffsPod. And give us a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. That also helps people find us. The Tradeoffs team is producers Vicki Stern and Ryan Levy, intern Sabrina Ems, communications and marketing manager Emily Patterson, researcher Jamie Song, partnerships lead Jessica Silverman, sound designer Andrew Perella, and editor Leslie Walker. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this episode from Xavier Rudd and Blue Dot Sessions. Additional thanks to Colleen O'Neill, Amy Engler, Holland Kaplan, Vishal Ketpal, and the Tradeoffs Advisory Board. Thanks also to our listeners who help support our work, including Clayton Wise and Laura Lane. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation, Arnold Ventures, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoffs staff, advisors, or funders. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.